0: Hey, this is Karen, Coaches Corner Chats, and joining me is Dustin Wise. Dustin, where are you at, and what are you up to? I
1: appreciate it. Yeah, my name is Dustin Wise, and I am the head coach of men's soccer at Frederick Community College in Frederick, Maryland.
0: And how long have you been at Frederick?
1: Yeah, so I just got the job here in May of this year, so not very long.
0: Uh, as you look back on this first year, what, what were some of the highlights, some of the positives of the experience that you've had at Frederick?
1: Yeah, so whenever I I came over and um, got the job, um, I was, I'm was i familiar with Frederick, lived close by, um, was previously in the conference, Region 20, uh, coaching at Allegheny College of Maryland, um, that jersey there. Um, So I was coaching in the same region, same conference, um, and so familiar. Actually lived closer to Frederick than I did to where Allegheny is located, so that made that a little bit nicer of a commute. But um, came on board, and one thing that I didn't know before taking the job was uh, once getting uh, on board, realized that I only had three eligible sophomores academically um, looking to return. So that didn't mean that the sophomores were not looking to return. That just meant that we had a lot of work to do between May and August to get them academically eligible. So put together a nice little game plan to get uh, summer classes scheduled, get them finishing everything they needed to finish properly. They're the end of the spring term and thankfully it, it worked out. Um, but that two and a half month, uh, window of recruiting, I recruited, like I was going to have absolutely no sophomores. So I went a little overboard on the freshmen this year. Um, and I think we had like 18, uh, at the beginning of August. And, uh, I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, So that part was kind of a highlight in the fact that we were able to put it together and get everybody that wanted to return, able to return. Um, There were a couple that, that weren't able to get there. Um, They should now be eligible here in the spring. And then hopefully we'll be able to work them back in to the game plan for 2024 fall. Um, If all goes, you know, the way we're envisioning, but That's that's one angle now that looking back, it's kind of like that was kind of one of those things coming in that you don't really expect, right? And it worked out well, right? But that got got a lot of freshmen, a lot of experience. All season long, we were starting anywhere between seven to nine freshmen a, a match. And with that, you look at October 17th when the United Soccer Coaches poll came out and we were ranked 18th in the country um for Division two and jCAa so you tie all that in and you piece all this in a two and a half month window and it's like okay we're we're doing something right and we're doing it in a, such a short amount of time I'm excited for 2024 and I don't want to say that I'm ready for 2024 to get here because we got a lot of work to do um before we get there but yeah I mean the the pieces are kind of, moving in the right direction for a, a nice next fall. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been a nice couple months building up so far, and I'm excited to see where, where it all leads.
0: What, what do you think it was that takes from n- not having just a handful of players to getting a roster and then finding success? What was it that clicked that helped the new freshmen and those sophomores that have been in the mix – to kind of maybe come together and have the success that you all had?
1: So I think, I mean, a big part, a lot of the guys this year were all locals um, for better or for worse, because usually um, if you look at my previous track record with recruiting, it's not necessarily a local talent pool that I'm targeting. Um, now that was one of the draws to Frederick. I'm not going to lie. Frederick County and in, in general is a – very rapidly growing area um Frederick City as a whole is rapidly growing so that's that's a nice draw um but a lot of locals um you look at our roster of freshmen it's basically the the Frederick County all-star team from from last year from the high school from the high schools right so They're all familiar with each other one way or another, whether it be from playing each other in high school, playing each playing with each other via clubs or knowing of each other because of clubs. So I think just knowing of one another was very helpful in that regard. And then. The sophomores that were on board um, that came back, they really bought in. Right away. You know, whenever I came in, I told them right off the bat, like, this is what my expectations are. And the reason that you needed a new coach is because you needed a change. Right. So here we are. My initial conversation with Frederick actually took place in February um, and they had said, like, OK, here are our interview dates do any of these dates work? And I said, no. And they're like, okay. Unfortunately, we're trying to move forward with uh, the hiring process. So thanks, but no thanks, so to speak. Um, and then a couple months later, they reached back out and were like, yeah, like we still haven't found the guy that's right for us. And we really want to speak with you if you're still interested. So then You know, we're in May and I'm taking the job and I told the guys that I'm like, look, this could have all happened in February and we could have been much further along in this process. And I don't know, that kind of is a disappointment, I guess, in in that regard. Right. But um, I think being able to just get the sophomores to buy in, which then led to the freshmen being able to buy in and the majority of them being local that did definitely help just with their familiarity with one another. Um, But yeah, it's Frederick County is loaded with talent. Um, I mean, last year, 2022, the 1A state champ was in Frederick County. The 3A state champ for high school was in Frederick County and then Alliance Soccer Club, which is based out of Frederick. um, They are, where um, they were the number one ranked U.S. Y.S. Um, number one ranked team in the country for U18. So, yeah, we got a little bit of talent in the area. So it's not a bad, uh, not a bad place to be.
0: <laughs> you just mentioned coaching at Allegheny and now at Frederick, both in Maryland. Are you a are you Maryland based even as a youth? Uh, Where does Dustin kind of like, where's the whole journey of soccer begin? Are you playing as a youth, uh, late bloomer? How did this whole thing start coming about?
1: Yeah. So I actually, I actually live currently and previously, I actually live in Pennsylvania, but I'm right across the state line. Um, So I live about 35 minutes if traffic cooperates with me um, from Frederick in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Um, So Um, I grew up in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, which is just the next town north of where I live now. Um, But grew up, started playing soccer, I think three or four years old. Hmm. Um, And literally it was the Chambersburg Rec League plays a youth like all the youth elementary schools would all join this rec league and they would play like the kindergarten, first grade team, the second, third grade team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, the elementary school that was near where my grandparents lived, they uh, didn't have enough kids for a kindergarten team. And so somehow I wound up playing for them when I was three or four because um, my mom knew somebody and signed me up. So that kind of was how that started, which I'm not really sure why she ever did because neither of my parents ever played soccer. I'm not sure I've, like either of them even knew anything about soccer. It was just an opportunity to get me to do something, so they did it, um, which, I mean, looking back now, I'm, I'm glad that they did, but um, so I did that. And then I went to a... I went to a private school um, K through 12 in Chambersburg. So went there and we were in that same like youth league then through elementary. So played in that. Um, So I played in like the same kindergarten league, I guess for three years or whatever, which I guess is a little weird, but um, yeah, so I did that. And then um, that, Continued out through junior high, high school. Um, my senior year in high school is when I guess I got the coaching bug, so to speak. And that all started because I got hurt my senior year. Um, got injured halfway through the, through the fall season and tore my calf muscle. So I missed a couple weeks. And it was just one of those things where um, me and my head coach were we're pretty close. So he was like, well, I mean, since you're here, like just help lead practices and stuff like that. And then we'll, we'll set you up with like game plans and stuff like that. So it kind of transitioned into somewhat of a coaching role. I mean, I was a team captain and stuff like that. So it wasn't really anything, you know, randomly just trying to direct the, the team or the practices or stuff like that. But, um, it kind of gave me a different outlook of looking um more so at the the team as a whole and not necessarily i played left back in my later high school days which i can share that story in a little bit but um gave me more of an outlook at the whole team dynamic and not just you know where i should be or where the defender should be and things like that which definitely helped And then after I had graduated, I went to college for a year, got my associate's degree and realized I hated college. Mm -hmm. So I moved back and wound up being the assistant again at at the high school for my head coach. So that was kind of nice where it all kind of transitioned back to do a full circle there with him. Um, But I mentioned the playing left back my freshman year. We, we played with the same group, you know, my, my whole entire life growing up um, being at the private school. We, you entered in kindergarten and you graduated, you know, and you were basically with the same exact kids the whole way through. And so we were all on the same team, you know, through junior high. And I was always either a striker or a cam. And I was always, if not the top goal scorer. I was second leading goal scorer I get there my freshman year and we used to play in a Lancaster Bible College had a preseason tournament every year. And we played in it and they actually started me as a freshman at center mid and played in a couple of those matches during that preseason tournament. Thought I did well and the next um like that next week in, in training before our season actually started, our head coach came up to me. Now, granted our team was very senior heavy that year. And I was maybe five foot two, five foot three at the time, and maybe 85, 90 pounds at the time. So I probably should not have been playing center mid. So him coming at me with suggestions probably wasn't a bad idea, but He's like, do you want to play outside back? And I was like, yeah, no, definitely not. Like, um, I'm an attacker. Like, I need to score goals. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to play defense. And he was like, okay. I didn't play anymore. After that, my entire freshman year, I just sat on the bench. And I was like, okay. I just went from starting all these preseason games to now I'm not – Playing at all. So, sophomore year rolls around and he asks again, Are you willing to play defense? And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I don't know if there's an option for offense, but I'm not going to risk this. So, yeah, dude, I'll play anywhere, man. Just (laughs) defense it is. Let's go. So, I started playing left back and fell in love with it, you know, and I'm right footed. So, it gave me that opportunity to cut in. And ever since that, I'm inverted winger, everything. Like if I can invert everything, I'll invert everything. Like that guy changed my mindset on, on playing because of it. So I don't know. It was like crazy to, to look back. And I mean, I had, I was such a cocky individual, um, for lack of better terminology. <laughs> um, so I needed it. I needed the little picking the pants and I'm, I'm glad that I got it. Um, and yeah.
0: The one thing that kind of pops out is one, the injury, and then it's difficult to deal with that knowing that you're not going to get to play. And then just the stories of the high school coach, how big of an impact as a player, as you know, in terms of coaching has he been in terms of where you're at now?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, After I came back and I became his assistant coach then, and it would have been 2008, um, that following summer, Gettysburg College had a uh, summer camp that they were hosting. So I reached out to the head coach there about just helping out and went out, um, helped out during their youth summer camp. And that actually led to them offering me like a volunteer assistant position um for the fall of 2009 so I went back and asked coach Garner about um well one like are you gonna be mad if I take this like and like no of course not like by all means so I wound up being a volunteer assistant for Gettysburg College in 2009 so I was 20 as a volunteer assistant at a d3 college um with I mean working with kids who for the most part were older than me. Um, and then they put me in charge of the goalkeepers, which was really odd because I've never done anything with goalkeeping to that point. So it was just one of those things where, you know, I'm trying to learn that aspect of it, trying to learn how to deal with, you know, I didn't play college soccer. Um, so how am I going to educate these guys who are college athletes when I wasn't one because, I went a different route, you know, and um, are, am I going to get their respect? Like they're going to look at me and be like, "What's this kid talking about?" Right. So, it it was one of those things where it kind of like it just made me, I don't know, grow as an individual. And again, I was one of those who, through high school, I was very undisciplined in my own own in my own uh, respect of myself. I think, um, like I had talent. But it was more so because I was athletic, not necessarily because I worked for it, if that makes sense. Um, it was more like god-given ability rather than I actually went out and did the work to get there. So all the college, all the colleges that were looking at me, I was just as willing to kind of push them to the side because I didn't really have that drive to to go there or to, to put myself to that, um, level of discipline or especially academically, I hated school. Um, which then later on down the road, whenever I realized I needed a degree to become a head coach and that kind of changed my mindset towards school, but, um, uh, I don't know. It just, it really opened up a lot of different doors and avenues. So by Gettysburg College for a year, training goalkeepers that helped make me grow just because I had to, because I'm now coaching individuals older than me. And you're put into a situation where they're not going to respect you just because you're a coach, right? You gotta actually give them a reason to respect you and kind of give them a reason to um Understand that you're there for a reason. Um, Show them that you're put in this position because their coach believes in you. Their coach sees something in you, just like their coach sees something in them, and that's why they're on the team. Mm -hmm. So once you kind of went in with that mindset, then that kind of changed the way I went in with how I conducted myself with them. Following that season, the head coach had gotten a – position as an assistant coach at a D1 school. So he had left. So then I once again went back to my high school and was the assistant coach there um, once more. So that was in 2010. And then following the 2010 season, I joined the United States Air Force and then got stationed in Germany. And then that was nice because once I got in Germany, I kind of gave up the coaching side of things because obviously I'm stationed in Germany, but uh, we had our base team, which each squadron within the, within the base um, had a team in the, I don't want to call it a rec league, but it was essentially a rec league. So each squadron had our own uh, soccer team that we competed against one another. So somehow they found out that I coached high school soccer and they made me the squadron head coach. So I'm like brand new to the Air Force and then I'm coaching my squadron's soccer team. So that was kind of cool and kind of terrifying all at the same time, because then I'm like this 21 year old coaching as the head coach of, you know, anywhere between 18 year olds to. 45-year-olds, and that was nice and, like I said, terrifying all at the same time. But then the off-campus or off-base life, uh, I played for Tuslawnstuhl, which was in the German Kreisliga, which is um, like a semi-pro league in Germany. So that was a great learning experience as well just because playing for them opened up so many other opportunities as well because you got to see how the different cultures played, you know, yeah, we were a semi-pro team, but, um, you got to play with guys who most of the team was German. And I mean, we said they were a semi-pro team. It was a glorified beer league, so to speak, (laughs) but, um, most of the players were german we had some that were you know the us military members we had some because where we were stationed was the largest um like military influenced um area within within europe so there was a bunch of just different nationalities all within this all within this league so that made it nice too to get to play with a bunch of people from different you know, diverse backgrounds and different playing styles and upbringings. And you learn a lot from just seeing how everyone plays the game and how they've been taught to play and how they see things. And I tell people like I'm a much better player today than I was back then. And it's not that I'm physically a better player. Like my IQ is just so much better just because I can – you just read the game so much better as you get older and like the game slows down, you slow down, but the game slows down too. And that makes it more fun. I think at times.
0: What was the impetus of the reason for joining the U S air force in the first place? I mean, you're kind of coaching, you got your, you know, you got a good experience at Gettysburg. You went back to the high school. What was it that said, you know what, Dustin needs to do something like it's pretty large, Uh, change in life especially when you get taken across the ocean
1: yeah so I think a big part of it was I was just kind of unhappy with where I was at professionally um, as far as uh, from like a full-time standpoint um, just kind of looking for something trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up which I mean I'm 34 I still don't know exactly what I want to be when I'm old, I guess, (laughs) at times. Um, But, you know, I think that kind of had some of it, but at the same time, it was still that kind of desire for discipline because I still didn't feel like I actually had it. I had moments where I felt that I was being directed in the right direction, but I was never actually, I never actually got where I felt I needed to be as an individual. Um, I felt like I was always letting myself down with certain things Um, just like mentally, like my mental health wasn't where I felt I needed to be. And I struggled with that a lot through my twenties, especially the early stages through like uh, like anywhere from like 20 to like 26, so to speak. Um, Like I really struggled. And I think that was just, one of those things where it was just trying to figure out who I was as an individual and um, trying to piece all that together. And I think that kind of played in, like I said, the the discipline wasn't there necessarily trying to piece everything like relationships and trying to figure out who's actually, who should actually be here, who shouldn't be here. Kind of those pieces of the puzzle to life. And then uh, I don't know, one of those things where I I didn't want to be in my hometown. So I was ready to just get out and start new and what better way to do it than join the military. And then, I mean, you get a chance to travel, right? And then, I mean, the military gave me that opportunity. My first station was Ramstein, Germany. And then when I left there, I wound up in Northern California. So I, I got what I wanted out of it, right? I got I got the two um, far ends of the of the spectrum for where I'm from. So I got the traveling part out of it. And then from there, I came back home, got the schooling knocked out, got my bachelor's degree completely paid for. Um, like I said, I'd already had my associates whenever I'd entered, but I got my bachelor's degree completely paid for. And once I realized that, well, after getting out of the military and actually having some, some form of a plan, you know, went back to school for sport management, got my bachelor's in sport management, got that completely paid for, actually enjoyed it. And then got my master's nearly completely paid for from what was still left on my GI bill. I paid for, I think one class and that was it. So I, I can't really complain, you know, like the, the military pretty much set me up as far as everything that I wanted out of it. I got out of it. So
0: one of the things that's kind of refreshing is hearing you talk about that. I was this kind of cocky kid back in high school. Um, and then talking about just the struggle of just trying to figure out, like I knew I hadn't completed what needed to get done. I knew there was more to my purpose How big has that been to kind of reflect back? Like, even when you talk about, like, you just see, as you talk about when I was in my 20s to 26 and recognizing where you were and now the impact of the Air Force and kind of coaching and where you're at now, how big has it been for you to continually be able to just talk about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I'm so, like, attracted to being at the junior college ranks, to be Mm -hmm. completely honest with you. Um. Like, my one assistant is constantly asking me about, um, like, do I have any interest in in going back to a four-year? Because my first college coaching job was a four-year. And um, both of the other two schools in Frederick County are four years, and they both actually just opened up their head coaching job. And I'm like, I don't know, like, there's just something about being at the junior college level that it's me and when I look back at where I was as a high school student um like I scoffed at the idea of going the junior college route because to me that was beneath me um just because like I thought I, like I was up here as a player right like I can't go to junior college um that's that's not to Dustin's level right like that's just that's just the way I thought. And then now I look back and I'm like, I just can't, I don't know, I just can't believe like how naive I was. Like, I don't know if it was just like being misinformed or, or what, or just like I'm basing my overall thought based off of like what was local to me at the time, like those kind of perceptions or, or what. But I, I look back and I'm like, I wish I had known now or known then like just a little bit of what I know now with regards to what actual uh, benefits you can get from going like the junior college route. Just from, I mean, a financial standpoint, uh, a growth mindset um, standpoint. Like I tell guys all the time, like the reason I bring you to a junior college, it's not that you're not a good player. It's not that you're not a good student. It's not that you don't have this or that more times than not like the reason I'm bringing you in here is because we have like a full like a full box that we're trying to check all the all the ticks off of right you just have one box that needs checked and it could be a variety of things like it could be the financial side of things you wanted to save a little bit of money so you decided to come to the junior college cool that's not a problem that's a great reason to come here we'll take care of that it could be you wanted a smaller class size. Cool, we can do that. If you went to a small high school, or you grew up in a small town, and you don't want to just jump into a large school, go to a junior college and then kind of like slowly ease your way in, because that's a good way to figure it out before you go full steam in, right? So it's just little things. I mean, some guys they do they need that athletic uplift. Some guys need the academic uplift some guys need the discipline uplift which I needed the academic I needed the discipline but you know it's every every player every person kind of needs one thing two things whatever it may be we can offer that you know and you might not necessarily get that at a four-year so that's where I kind of I don't know I just feel like a junior college is more my calling because it I see myself in a lot of these players that I get to now kind of tutor and, and even the ones that I recruit that I never even get to actually uh, work with. I still see myself in some of them and then they go to a four year and I'm like, okay, well, I hope that, you know, this works out better for them than it did for me or whatever, you know? And if not, like still, you can call me like I'm still here. Like what? It is. I I think that's kind of where the past has kind of led me to where I'm at now.
0: So you spend the time with the Air Force. It sounds like a huge maturing and just like great for your development. And then you talk about getting into school. Where do you go from there? Do we, Are we thinking like, I want to get back into coaching? Is that itch there? Or do you have plans for something else and it just happened? What's next for Dustin?
1: Yeah. So immediately after I got out of the Air Force, that was actually my whole mindset was I wanted to get back into coaching. Hmm. So actually, whenever I got to California, I was volunteering at a small junior college um, as an assistant, as a volunteer on both the men's and women's side. Um, And then whenever I got out and moved back to Pennsylvania, and I was taking my bachelor's degree. I needed to do an internship. So I was working, um, my internship was with the Harrisburg City Islanders, which were in the USL at the time. So I was working for them and I was coaching club soccer. And while working for the Harrisburg City Islanders, they got bought out by um, Coppelli and then changed their name to Penn FC. So now they are just a youth, um, a youth soccer club, but at the time they were in the USL. So while working with them and being in the front office, I kind of realized that because that was kind of my thought, too, was, well, maybe I want to be like, you know, future ambitions, like a general manager or an athletic director or something like that. Um, But being like the behind the scenes guy, I realized that that's not really me. Um, I really do have more of the passion for being involved with the players and helping their growth. And being at the USL level with the professionals, um, that wasn't really my my itch either. Like I kind of prefer more of the I don't know helping the the individuals who are more like me. I guess you know, like the ones who needed the the maturing and the the discipline here or there, or the the little push you know um, in a certain direction. So. Uh, Following my time with Harrisburg City Islanders and while I was still finishing up my bachelor's degree, I got a head coaching job at a high school, which was actually in the same conference as the high school that I had uh, attended. Um, So at this point, my head coach that I had played for, he was no longer um, coaching. So I didn't, I didn't feel as bad whenever I played against them. But um, so we are in the same conference now as my former high school and wound up playing them the game before playoffs started. And I had to beat them to get to a top four seed, which would have been the first time in like 10 years that the high school I was coaching had, had done so. And we came out and we actually beat them five to two, which I think was the first time that they had beaten my alma mater in like forever, um, which was pretty cool. Um, so, did that. And then we wound up, we won our first round of the playoffs that year. And then that was against like the school's rival. And then we lost in the semifinal game, but then we won the consolation games. So we finished third um that year so we finished um nine and eight on the regular season and qualified for the maryland because where we're located we were like our conference is called the mason dixon christian conference so half the teams are in pennsylvania half the teams are in maryland so the team my coach was in maryland so we actually from where we finished we fin where we qualified for the Maryland christian school athletic conference or i don't know what the abbreviation is but something like that so we qualified for that we wound up losing in the first round but that was the first time that their boys team had ever qualified for that and well still still to this day now that's the only time their boys team has ever been in that but um we made that tournament and wound up losing in the first round but we went nine to nine that year and uh the previous seven seasons combined, they won seven games. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool to just have like that quick of a turnaround. Um, And then following that year was whenever I got the my I finished my bachelor's degree and then um, got my first collegiate head coaching job at Central Penn College outside of Harrisburg right after I'd left um, Harrisburg City Islanders. So that's kind of where that then turned into what it turned into. So it all kind of worked out pretty, pretty neat.
0: <laughs> how does uh, that first job come about the central pen? Are, are you looking at that point while you're coaching the high school? Or are you saying, I'd love to get back into the college game? Is it just pop open Does someone say something to you about it? How did, how do you end up at central pen?
1: So I was actually working with a boarding school um, uh, trying to st- help, start a boarding school, um, like an international boarding school um, in my hometown. And through the process of trying to help them, I saw that Central Penn had played their baseball team because they already had a baseball team and they already had a basketball team and they were looking to eventually start a soccer program. So I reached out to the athletic director at at Central Penn about you know, potentially at some point getting, um, the soccer program up and running and then getting something set up to play against one another. And he was like, well, we're actually looking for a soccer coach. So then he's like asking me all these questions and I'm like, okay. So then I go and I'm interviewing for their head coaching position. And this is in like April of 2019. Um, so I'm not like actively looking, but it happens. So he offers me the job and I'm like, all right, well, then I'll take it. So then that's where we'd go. So um took that and that happened in April. Central Penn was a little a little wonky. They start their they start their semesters in the beginning of July, um, because they do um they're like year round. So they started in July. So, I mean, I started in April and had, again, very short turnaround time to try to get everything up and running. Uh, So pieced together a roster. And that first year we we struggled a little bit, but um, got out there and put it all together. And then year two uh, had what I thought was going to be a really, really good team um, recruited nationally, had guys from Texas, Florida, um, New York, Ohio, um, Georgia, a little bit of everything had them come onto campus beginning of July, um, had a couple training sessions in, and then, uh, this was all during the COVID pandemic, of course. And then this was all with the hope that we would be able to play that fall And then uh, a couple weeks into them being on campus, they wound up shutting everything down and saying like, yeah, we're, we were hopeful that we'd be able to, but it just unfortunately didn't wind up being able to play out the way we had hoped. Uh, We were basically waiting on some of the other conferences to make their decision. And then when they ultimately pulled the plug on the fall season, then we were kind of left where we were. So um when that happened, I was kind of left a little disappointed because um, through COVID, I had actually lost my my full-time job that I had had because I was only part-time at Central Penn. Um, so I was kind of just using the unemployment time to just build the best roster I could um, and then kind of hoping to ride that wave and see what would happen. And then whenever it didn't, Uh, Turn into anything. Then I had to start, you know, searching for a real job. And once I found one, then I realized, okay, well, now that I have a real job, I can't really do both because the real job then was down where I was living and not near where Central Penn was. So then I wound up resigning from Central Penn. And at that point, I honestly, thought uh, the coaching at collegiate level was going to be done uh, because I resigned right around like Thanksgiving of 2020. Um, and then I guess it would have been around February or March of 2021. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Like I have to, like, I have to be doing something like coaching wise, like and high school, I mean, high school was fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I enjoyed it, but it was just something about the college game that speaks to me more, I guess. So, and, uh, 2021, early 2021, I'm literally reaching out to every single college that I deemed as being drivable um, from my house. So I marked that as being an hour and a half. I don't know if an hour and a half is realistic or not, but I figured an hour and a half seemed like a good distance. So I sent an email to every single school that was an hour and a half away um, and I basically said anything from I'll be a volunteer to if you're looking for a head coach, like I have head coaching experience, like I can recruit whatever, like gave them my whole background and um had a couple of different volunteer op- opportunities come along. Um Frostburg State reached out about a volunteer spot, and I think it was like a week later than Allegheny College of Maryland reached out, which was kind of crazy because Frostburg and Cumberland are right next to each other. They're both in Allegheny County. Um, But then Allegheny uh, College of Maryland reached out and said that they didn't have a coach at all. And they didn't even have a program, but um, so I was like, okay, so I guess I'll go that route rather than going the volunteer route. Um, So then I went and became the head coach at Allegheny College of Maryland, built that program essentially from scratch because they hadn't had a program since 2018. And that program had actually been uh, co-ed that final year. Um, And then with COVID and everything kind of changed things. So 2021, I had a 12-man roster and we were absolutely awful. <laughs> um, We went two and 12. We somehow won two games, so... I'm not going to be too disappointed about that. Um, But we, and I don't want to give you misinformation, so don't mind me pulling up here real quick on the computer because I track everything I do in my life because I'm weird. But um, we scored 11 goals in 14 games in 2021, and we allowed 103 goals in 2021. Um. One of those games we lost eighteen nothing, and one of those games we lost seventeen nothing. The one we lost seventeen nothing was to Frederick. Ooh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, the very next year, well, not even really. I mean, wow, all that's happening, right? So we're going two and twelve, and the season's going on. And we're we're losing day in and day out but i'm literally i'm going to every single event i can i can drive to and like i'm showing face and i'm walking up to recruits that people would tell you you have zero chance like landing but like i'm going to mls next events so to speak and like i'm just going to talk to a kid and i'm like how are you hand him a business card hand him my information like i'm dustin wise here's my information like Here's what my philosophy is. This is what I'm looking to build. This is what I've done in the past. This is what I'm going to do here. Like, this is what my goals are. And this is how we're going to do it. And this is how you're going to help me do it. And do you want to be part of it or not? You know, like, it's really like, really that simple. And then you just kind of leave it at that. But just get your your information and your name out there. And kind of went with that. Right, And we brought in a ton of recruits that that year. I brought in a player that played on the U-20 national team for Peru. I brought in a player that played goalkeeper for the U-23 Bermuda national team. Um, I, in total, I think I had six or seven international kids last year at Allegheny. Um, now, we didn't have a winning record last year, but we went 7-10-1, and, and we are – Goal differential from the year before, we had improved by like 78 goal differential improvement from 2021. You know, so it was just like night and day in comparison from year one to year two. We went 7-10-1. Um, the We lost 17 nothing to Frederick in year one. We lost 2-1 to to Frederick in year two. They scored with 13 seconds left in the game in year two. You know, so it was like, it was just a much different game, a much different mindset, um, a much different mentality. And you play against these teams and they're content whenever they lose. Three nothing, four nothing, five nothing. And I play against teams and I tie them and I'm like, Frustrated that we tie, and it could have been like we should be happy that we tied because we got outplayed. But like I'm frustrated because I'm like, okay, now we realize like how much more like work we need to do because we're not to that level yet. Just because like from my standpoint, like my expectations are like I need to get up here like with everything. Like my goals for myself, my goals for my team, my goals for my players are like I want us to be up here with everything we do, and how do we get there? So. If we're not hitting those marks, we're doing something wrong, and it's just a matter of I'm I'm never I'm never satisfied, right? Um, until you know we're champions at the end, then we can be satisfied. But we haven't gotten to that point yet. So I see these teams who like they're they're content that they or they're happy that they had a draw, or they're happy that they. They only lost by this amount to a very good team. And I'm not saying that that's not something to be proud of because there are moral victories at times, but you can't take a moral victory out of every single situation. And when teams do that, then you're just you're building like a loser mentality, and then that will carry over to the next year unless you strip the whole entire roster. And at Juco, yes, you can strip your whole entire roster. A little bit easier than you can in a four-year, but you can't you can't strip your whole entire roster and expect to have success every single year. So yeah.
0: One of the things that always comes up, and we it even came up right before we hopped on was you're talking about like the little one was going down to sleep and your wife was downstairs. What has having her in the mix and having the little ones, what how has that impacted you? in terms of maybe your decisions as where you go and how important has your wife been in terms of supporting this Dustin wise, who's at all these events and he's just recruiting and recruiting and he's trying to find his, like his spot. And now he's at Frederick. What has she been like in terms of your watch being along this journey with you?
1: I mean, to be honest, she's like the number one supportive wife you could ask for, which is awesome. Um, And she or I make her go to almost every single event that I can get her to go to, um, whether she wants to or not. Um, it is a little more difficult now that we have two. when we only had one. It was a lot easier because um, then she would just watch him. But now with two, it does make it a little more difficult. But like um, she'll try to make it to as many home games as she can. Um, last summer I was going out to different recruiting events and she'd try to make them out to, to a few of them. Um, until I made the mistake of taking her to one that had a playground. And then my son wanted to just be at the playground. And then she was like, next time you got to tell me if there's a playground or not. Cause I do not want to just sit at a playground. I was like, okay, yeah, my bad. <laughs> but, uh, no, she's been she's been absolutely great. Um, and now my son's four and then my daughter's one. So he's to the point now where I mean, I'll come home from, from training at night and he'll be like, We're gonna have soccer practice. And I'll be like, you know, daddy just came from soccer practice, right? And he was like, Yeah, but you weren't practicing with me. I was like, <laughs> All right, deal, let's go. <laughs> so it's been it's been fun. So <laughs>
0: Talking about getting your son into playing, you mentioned at the very beginning this whole coach, coaching their journey and the love of soccer kind of started with your mom putting you in that rec league at school and stuff. What has it been like for her to watch you go from that little tyke playing to now here you are, you're getting experience with your own son and the fact that now you're actually coaching at the level that you're coaching at?
1: Yeah, I don't think that they ever really expected it to ever turn into – what it's ever turned into I mean like I said my my parents never played soccer or anything like that um my dad was my little league baseball coach and then my dad actually was my assistant varsity baseball coach in high school (laughs) um which I guess that would have been my my senior year and then he actually took over as the varsity baseball coach at my high school um, after my senior year, because my younger brother then was, uh, he was a freshman when I was a senior. Um, and then my dad was the head coach then the rest of my brother's uh, high school time. Um, so it's, I think it's kind of cool for them to look back and and see um, their influence from, well, like my dad being the coach in certain aspects. And then that turned it into what it's turned into. But um, even whenever I went back and was able to coach in 2008, um, at my high school, you know, my brother was on the team. So that was kind of cool. And I went back in 2007. They, so in 2006 was my I graduated in 2007, but 2006 in the fall, we played in the in the conference championship and won, but my brother did not play his freshman year for soccer. 2007, they made the conference championship in the postseason, and it went into PKs. So I was going to college in Florida. I drove back home to watch the championship game went into PKs. My brother took the deciding PK, but it was saved and they lost. Um, And then the following year, whenever I was on the the coaching staff, they played the same exact school, same exact goalkeeper. The game again went to PKs and my brother took the deciding PK and scored that one and they won. Um, So that one was kind of, you know, like a nice little celebration then to be part of, um, the, you know, happy ending, I guess, so to speak. But, um, yeah, so it was just a nice little family event, I guess, but yeah.
0: So last thing I'll just ask about, you just finished up first year at Frederick and you said, I'm trying not to get too excited for 2024, but, what are some of the things that you you talk about? I want you always like to be at such a high level and think your goals and what have you. What things are you hoping to continue to build on as you go into year two with Frederick?
1: Yeah. So I mean, this year we had um so the the all region 20 team just came out yesterday. Um one of our freshmen was named first team all region 20. One of our freshmen was named all region uh, 22nd team, uh, those two combined for 14 goals, 13 assists. So they're both coming back. So, um, that's nice to have that kind of, you know, attack coming back. Um, but I do, I mean, I say all the time, like, I want us up here and I feel like, you know, being hired in May, neither of my assistants ever joined until August, you know, and the the players never got there until august so the way he, i look at it um i don't feel like if i'm if i'm here and like my expectations and like what i want is here i don't feel like anyone else on the team ever got here like i feel like maybe like the other coaches are like maybe hovering in around here right now and then we have some of the players are here. Some of the players are here. And it's like staggers the rest of the way. But like when they showed up August 1st, they were down here. Mm-hmm. By the time we played our first game, we only had these guys for, you know, 20 days. And then we had our first game. So now I'm looking at it as, you know, this spring, whenever we're able to work together and kind of have that full full kind of I don't know, the, this full year now where we're just – let's put everything together and let's just um, make sure everybody is now on this same page and have everybody where they need to be. Whenever we bring in the new freshmen, now it's not just me trying to get 30 individuals at the same spot. Now it's 20 of us getting 10 to 15 individuals up to where they need to be. So it's going to be a lot quicker of a learning um, experience for them. It's going to be a lot less education that I need to be passing around because we'll all kind of have them all on the same expectation and same standard. And at the same time, I told – we just had all of our exit interviews with the players last week. I told all the freshmen, like, I want them to be comfortable – come next August, like I want them to be so like dialed into the system and what we're looking for as coaches that come August 1st, when we bring in all these freshmen, right? This is what the expectation is. We bring in a freshman. I don't care if it's the most talented freshman of the group. If we're three days in and you can tell that this freshman is not going to fit what we're looking for, or he doesn't match with what we've set as our expectations, he doesn't fit the team culture. He doesn't fit in with you guys. Tell us, then he's gone. Like it's it's really that simple. Like, let's figure that out now rather than waiting until halfway through the season. And then we have a cancer that's spreading throughout the team. And now it's too late. Like we fix it before it becomes a problem. It's not a problem. So that's kind of where I'm most excited. Just that we're going to actually have time now to get everybody where they need to be. And it's not going to be trying to force everything or trying to rush everything and just not, I don't know, just trying to, this season just felt like, I mean, like I said, we somehow got to the top 20 ranking on United soccer coaches. And at the same time I sit around and I tell people all the time, like it was a good season. It wasn't a great season. I feel like we underperformed in a lot of areas. Um, just because i felt like we had a lot more talent than how we actually performed on the field you know I look at our our final record was eight five and five like that's not that impressive um it's winning record but it's not that impressive um our five draws were probably five games we should have won um one of our losses was a game we definitely should have won one of our losses was against the team that we had beaten in the first game of the season, you know? So it's a couple of things that you look back on and it's like, man, I wish I had that one back. I wish I had that one back. Um, And unfortunately that's, that's the game and it, you don't get those opportunities, but it happens. Right. Um, But I look at those things and I'm like, okay, well now, you know, we were starting seven, eight, nine freshmen a game. Next year, they're going to have a little bit more experience. They're going to know how to close those games a little bit better. They're going to understand the urgency a little bit better. Um, They're going to, you know, have that chemistry a little bit better. They're going to push the envelope a little bit more. We'll be uh, a little bit more dialed in. We'll be ready. Um, Those draws that we were getting this year, they'll be wins next year kind of thing. But it's all the mindset, like, like I said, you, you can't be satisfied that you got the draw. You gotta be wanting the the win. And you you just can't you just can't be um, waiting around and wanting someone else to do it for you. So I'm just ready for it.
0: Dustin, this chat has been awesome, and that's a great way to shut it down. This is Karen Coach's corner Chats with Dustin Wise of Frederick Community College men's soccer and i'm out peace what a great chat thanks for checking it out if you haven't done so already follow us on twitter at coaches let's chat Hit that subscribe button. And once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.